0: Hey guys, Hunter here. Wanted to ask you a quick favor. We're really trying to grow the podcast and podcasts typically grow by word of mouth. So if you got a friend or family member who might be, might be interested in this podcast, please shoot them a link so they can hear it and hear the good word of health and fitness. Now let's get to the show. Back with the Coyote Fitness Podcast, Hunter here, coming to you from the Flowwood Studios with Caleb, and today we are going to talk about positivity. Obviously, that's a word that's thrown around a lot, but we're going to talk about it in a little bit different of a spin today. So, what we're going to talk about is how positivity can improve your in, uh, results inside the gym. So we see this a lot with uh, with lots of different members, and how important positive attitude can be. Um, while you're working out in the gym, when you're trying to reach your goals, uh, any in anything and everything. And so we want to kind of talk about, uh, why that is, uh, such an important part of making progress. This is a hallmark of, uh, those who we see who
1: experience success is they seem to always, especially in hindsight, they seem to always have a positive, uh, a positive way about them. When they carry themselves, whether it's talking about their goals, talking about setbacks, there's still just an air of positivity that you see in people who are successful. And one of the things that I think oftentimes we confuse or maybe uh, get a little bit uh, sidetracked by confidence that people have. But what I like to think about is that confidence really is just a positivity. And those are, those are synonymous. And so we see elite athletes or we see people who perform well under pressure and they always seem so confident. But what I also see is that they're also positive. And on the flip side, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of negativity, I think, in the world. And so what we're trying to do is just try to uh, for us, we try to be a place that separates ourselves by having a positive environment. Um, And I think positivity at the end of the day, if you look at it, it's a huge uh, a huge piece of the success puzzle for people. And so um, anyway, I want to talk today about how to develop it and and what are some examples
0: of ways that we can become more positive and how that can specifically drive our performance. We talk about this a lot with our coaches uh, specifically and about the environment inside the gym. And typically, if uh, you leave a, a culture, an environment to kind of form itself without any... Uh, guidelines or somebody really driving the culture it it almost always becomes negative and that's just kind of like the way things always end up spinning is the negative uh, people the negative comments they greatly um, drown out the the positivity and um, if there's not somebody that's making a purposeful effort to try to uh, make things positive it can get very negative very quickly and we've all been a part of I'm sure lots of different organizations or teams or uh, work environments that are incredibly negative, and typically that's because there's nobody that's really trying to make it not negative. And we know that when the environment is negative, that uh, progress is tough because um, everyone is feeling um, on edge. They're not comfortable. They don't feel safe in their environment, um, and they don't feel like um, it's worth really putting themselves out there to try to make a lot of progress. And everyone's just kind of trying to, you know, stay the status quo, not stand out. So they don't, you know, receive some negativity. And so, um, that's why it's such an important thing to talk about is, um, it has to be led by, you know, from the front, because if it isn't, it becomes negative. And, you know, the, the way of the world is just negative negativity, because I think, I think about this a lot. And why, why is it that people like so many people default to negativity? And I think it's almost like, uh, thought of as cool to be negative. It's cool to, uh, make fun of somebody else. It's cool to, um, I don't know, look down on somebody who's really going for it. Like who are they to think that they can do have the success, you know, just be like the rest of us and, and be, be average or whatever. And I think it also is almost like a, uh a sense of being smarter, like people that are optimistic are are dumber because they don't realize how the world really is. And that's kind of, uh, that's a, you know, that's a common, not maybe not said exactly that way, but that's a common, um, way that, that people who are super negative talk about, Oh, if you really knew how my life was, if you really knew how the world really was, you wouldn't be so positive. You wouldn't be optimistic. You just, I'm a realist and I see things the way they are because I'm, Ultimately what they're saying is I'm smarter than you, or they, maybe they don't consciously think that maybe subconsciously, but the smarter way to be is is negative, And um, you know, um, dogs are really positive just because they're dumb, you know, kind of along those lines.
1: Yeah, it, it, it almost, I feel like you know, trying to be positive, you almost get the, the label that you are, like you said, not a realist, or that you are um, living in a fantasy world because it's positive because you're positive. Um, or, oh, you just haven't had this happen yet, or you just haven't had this. Um, and all of it gets back to, uh, just a sense of ownership and owning the things that go on. And, and, um, so for, for me, I think, you know, I feel like sometimes because I am a positive person, that's something that I get feedback on and I've developed over, over time and really, take pride in being able to very quickly try to embrace the situation that's not good, you know, that's not ideal, but then process, create a plan, and then to try to see the positive in it. And so um, oftentimes I think we, when we're trying to set a culture of positivity, it feels like we're a little bit like nitpicky about little comments or phrases or words that people use. But honestly, all the time, those, those comments and words are really just insights into people's belief. And what it typically it's down to is doubt doubt that things are going to work out for good. And so we get real deep into this, but like I think the insights into people's self belief or that doubt gives us an opportunity to work on something and maybe work on something that's more important than, um, than anything, because when you get into those beliefs and you start to see that, um, you know, a lot of the negativity comes from things that are uh, traumatizing or comes from a background. It's so important to surround yourself with people who are going to be there to encourage you and help help develop that. And so, I don't think it's nitpicky to, you know, try to eliminate phrases from the gym around workouts like "this sucks" or "I hate this" or you know, this workout was awful. You know, those little things where I get nitpicked or people think that it's nitpicky to, to, you know, talk about trying to reframe that. But when we reframe it, uh, what we're really doing is we're really just digging a little bit deeper into like, why does that suck? Well, it sucks because, or we think that it sucks because we're thinking about right now, we're not thinking about what we're going to gain from that. And so anyway, I think there's, there's so many directions to go in, but, uh, I I think that starting with if we can rephrase some of the things that are on the surface, little comments that we make that, that appear negative uh, it's important to dig a little bit deeper and start getting to the root of why do we feel negative about things
0: that we're doing that are supposed to be positive. Yeah. As you were talking, I was thinking about that identity part. And I would definitely say that most people would say I'm overly optimistic or positive almost to a fault. And like, you always think everything's going to work out. And I think about that a lot. And I really think the reason is because I have a lot of evidence in my life that it will because of different areas of I work for something. Um, but I didn't just say I wanted to do something or achieve something. I said I wanted to do or achieve it. And then I put in an insane amount of work towards that thing. And then I was able to achieve it. Um, you know, just like I, I talked about previously about the marathon thing. And like once we decide we were going to run a marathon, I never once thought I wasn't going to be able to run the marathon. And there was I knew without a shadow of a doubt I was gonna be able to run it. And I think that where that optimism comes from is a, uh, confidence that you can achieve things that you set your mind to because you've done it previously and you have mountains of evidence of that way. And maybe a lot of the negativity is coming from a lack of confidence that you're actually going to be able to achieve your goals or be able to do what you want to do. And take the gym, for example, of maybe somebody is negative because they wanted to lose 20 pounds of body fat, but they have not been able to develop the consistent habit of coming to the gym four to five days a week and tracking their food every day over a period of time. So they really don't believe that they can do it because they haven't shown themselves that they can do it. So in, in they don't have the confidence that they can actually achieve what they want to achieve. And so they become negative and saying, well, it's, it can't happen, or it, I can't do it. If that makes sense, and so maybe it, it really does boil down to the identity or the 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 um the self belief that you can achieve something, and so then you default to to the negative side of things. And I think about the way I talk about workouts all the time, and I'll I'll, I'll if somebody says you know, that was a that that workout sucked, I'm like, well. I will always respond with, no, That you know, you're here for hard workouts. That's good. That's going to help you achieve your goal. And I won't ever say a workout sucked. I'll say, that was a good one, you know, like mm-hmm. that was good, a good one. And just changing the way that you talk about things because, yeah, I'm trying to, you know, have impact for them, but really it's for myself. If I'm always telling myself that workout sucked, that workout sucked, that workout sucked every single day, well, I'm not going to want to come to the gym mm-hmm. because of the way I'm talking to myself. Um, but instead, if I just say that was a good one, that was hard. That's what I'm here for is hard. Hard's going to make me better. If I constantly tell myself that, then I'm going to believe it. And, uh, the, the, the power of positive self-talk is not something that can be, um, under, uh, you know, under, you know, overlooked. And also like you have to protect the, the your own mental space around you. And part of that maybe is me protecting my own space. And I don't want that negativity around me because I know if I leave it around myself long enough, it's going to in uh, infect the way I think about things. And so I want to turn that into, uh, that was positive.
1: Yeah, there's uh, with nutrition, another way that we see that, that negativity is when people focus on what they're not eating. When people come into the gym and they're talking about, oh, I didn't get to have this, or I didn't eat this and again it's it's we're just focusing on what we're we're focusing on what we're taking away or what we're missing instead of focusing on what we're getting and like you said oftentimes that comes from not seeing the results yet and so taking a good hard look in the mirror and saying what am i doing that's preventing the results that's preventing me from seeing these things that i know are good but that feel negative to me and when when we can I I think now it comes down to saying, what's the order, you know, is it the results? And then all of a sudden I'm positive and it's not because the positivity is what we've got to take into doing the things that are going to lead to the results. And so the positivity I think is what, what comes first and surrounding, that's where we get into today, like talking about the importance of community and the importance of having a positive environment. Um, When you come in and you don't have that developed, it's okay. There's a lot of negativity out in the world, and we don't know where people are coming into the gym from, but when they get here, they're surrounded by all the evidence of all these people who are um, doing hard things and smiling and laughing about it and doing hard things, and it's just normal. And that positivity that is that attracts people and gives people enough consistency to then see the result and then the lights come on.
0: There's a book called The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman uh, Vincent Peale that I read a long time ago and if you'll let it that book can really transform your life and he talks about uh he gives specific examples and scientific examples of how positive thinking can help you achieve your goals and and you know help you get to wherever you want to get to in life and so i would encourage a lot of people to to read that but um the 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 overall environment of a place can be affected by one person uh and we uh I just reread culture code and, uh, I know Caleb's working back, going back through it. And we actually had, uh, I actually talked through it with a couple of our coaches this week. And, uh, we, we talked about it on a podcast episode previously. If you guys want to go back and listen to that, that was a great discussion, but it's a phenomenal, phenomenal book. And basically what it does is, um, is looking at what makes different cultures, successful, uh, high achieving culture, successful teams, business, work environments, families, that type of thing. And he kind of breaks down what are all the uh, the common aspects of it. But there was this one story in the book that really, really stuck out to me. And it was a science exp- uh, experiment that uh, this group of people were doing. And they wanted to see how uh, a negative uh, person could influence the productivity of a group. And so... Basically, the experiment was they had a like I I don't remember how many groups, but maybe 10 to 20 different groups of people who had a task to perform and they were all supposed to work together to perform the task. Well, they had one guy whose sole job was to discreetly and subtly try to sabotage the group. And so what he would do is as they're performing the task and trying to work together, he would just make a negative comment here, make a negative comment there, uh, just really try to undermine the group. And every single group, they measured their productivity before and after he was in the group. And just by him subtly trying to sabotage the group, their productivity went down. Every single group went down, except there was one group that it didn't. And so they really looked at this one group, the productivity actually went up. And so they started to um, uh, examine it. And in that group, there was one other guy who every time the guy who was trying to sabotage the group, he would immediately come back over what he had said negative and say something else positive and he would immediately steer it. And it wasn't in a domineering way, but it was just subtle comments that would be, uh, you know, we can work together on this. Yeah, it's hard, but you know, we're going to, we're going to figure it out. We're, you know, constantly uh, making comment, uh, positive comments and steering the conversation back positive. So much so that the guy who was supposed to be sabotaging the group actually found himself, almost against his will trying to work with everybody else to achieve the goal, even though his job was to sabotage the group and they, their productivity actually went up as opposed to all the other groups went down all because there was one guy in there who was, uh, standing up for positivity and spending everything positive. And that was such a great story to me because in a group, no matter how big it is, I think this group was 10 to 20 people. So not a small group by any means, not, it's not like there was three people in there. Um, in a group, on a team, in a class, there can be one person that can steer um, things positive. And so I think about that in my life, and I want to be that person wherever I am. I want to be the person who is taking things to positive because I know what happens when things get, get negative. Pro, pro, literally, productivity goes down whatever area you are. And whenever I was playing on team sports growing up, like in school, I wanted to be the the leader and the guy that was the one that was saying, "Let's be positive, you know. Let's let's um, we can do this if we work together." Um, and always trying to bring that, you know, steer that way. And and that's that's what if you look at professional sports teams, that's what separates the teams that win from the teams that don't. That's what made you know Michael Jordan so successful. That what's that's what made Tom Brady so successful. They always brought it back to, "We can do this as a group." We're yeah, they were hard on their teammates. Yeah, they held them to a very high standard. But ultimately, it's because they wanted. They all had a common goal. And so I think about that inside the gym. And we talk about that with our coaches all the time. Our coaches have to be the ones that are steering everything positive because they know if it's a positive environment, our, our members are going to get more progress and have more success and reach their goals better than if it's a negative one. But if the coaches are not steering that positive or if there's not a very vocal person in class steering a positive it's going to start trending to negative negative. and what happens is just like in the study i talked about a minute ago productivity is going to go down people aren't going to get the results that they want to get inside the gym because of the environment the 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 whole
1: concept of that is driven by the default average of the community is not positive so when you think about people coming into an environment like the gym the average of all of the world around is negative. And that is because our culture is, is driven off the excitement of negativity. And I think with who knows what it's completely caused by, but I think it's just our nature of, um, you know, we love, especially with media. I think about media as um, the, the views and the excitement as all negative things. And that's one of the things I hate about social media so much is that you look through and even the news, you know, I I stopped watching the news years ago because it's just, it's, it's all negative and they're trying to give you information, but oftentimes if they're not trying to give you information. They're They're
0: trying to get ratings. They're
1: trying to get ratings. And so they're trying to give you the information that hits those hits that, um, I guess, uh, hits that, um, I don't know what, uh, what's the, what's the term you're. Uh, I don't know, no, but nurses, all I know is that
0: the news is, it's not it's not to inform you. It's a business, and it's there to make money. And they learned a long time ago that they get a lot more traction from negative news stories than they do positive news stories.
1: It's not for our benefit. It's, it's for their benefit, and it's for us to not be able to stop watching. And we become almost addicted to that little rush of the negative news or something that's exciting because it, it, it was negative. And so, uh, or it creates fear. And so people kind of watch because they want to. And so all of a sudden we've been hijacked into a really negative, uh, negative environments. So and we go to a job oftentimes that you don't love. And so you get to the job you don't love. And because of that, it leads to complaining about the boss or complaining about work and work is not natural to us. And so we're having to, um, we're having to just take that, average of things that come in and we're trying to create change in something that's different. And like you said, it takes a special person to be able to break that and to be able to help bring clarity. But when we do all of a sudden we can conquer a lot of the things in life that give us the most stress and the most fear. Um, you know, I think about the gym and I think about exercise and challenging exercise. And that's why I'm so adamant about the language we use in the gym, because what we're doing is we're, we're putting a challenge, that is, that is going to create discomfort slightly in front of us every single day so that when an unexpected challenge comes, we are already used to consistently embracing a challenge, realizing that I, I have the capability to take the steps I need. It's going to be a little bit uncomfortable, but as soon as I'm done, it's going to be better on the other side. And when we can do that, all of a sudden we are immune to those those unexpected challenges that come they may bring pain, they may bring um, a little bit of fear, those things are natural, but we're gonna become resilient to that. And resilience is what we're trying to build through that exercise physically, but also mentally. And if we can handle change, and we can handle unexpected challenges, then when we make plans for our day, or for our year, or for our family, or for our kids, and things happen that are out of our control, which are inevitable, we have become more resilient in the face of unexpected challenges and change and things that we didn't plan for. And so all of a sudden we're kind of hijacking the results of the net result of our planning because the biggest barrier for people is the fear of unexpected things or the fear of change or the fear of not knowing. And so that's why I love that our workouts are, um, you know, preparing for the unknown. We do different workouts every day because you don't know what it's gonna feel like. You go into that unknown and you conquer it. And you do just that a little bit every single day. And, and what we're creating is resilience. And so that leads to a positivity because you're not afraid of the unexpected and you're not afraid of change. And man, I think that's just a, uh, I think that's a hallmark of going through the next, the next period of your life with some
0: positivity. So let's, let's give some, some takeaways. Uh, I know there's probably some people, you know, listening to this, rolling their eyes. Oh, you know, this is, this is lame. You know, <laughs> that's, that's being, being positive is lame. You don't, you know, the world is a negative place, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's people thinking that, but maybe there are some people that are thinking, um, you know what? I would like to be a little bit more positive, but let's give them a few, uh, takeaways of action steps for maybe how they can, um, be more positive. Um, so what, what would you say to somebody that's saying, you know what, I do tend to be a little bit more negative. What are, what are a few things I can do that are, that are going to make myself positive? Because ultimately we know that if you are more positive, you will have more success. You will make more, achieve your goals better or have a better chance of achieving your goals inside the gym.
1: So the first one I think about, and this is not in any order, I've got a couple, but the first is, um, to set, set realistic, small goals so that you can get a win under your belt don't just say it's either my dream body or i failed we got to start with somewhere in between and so trying to find and to set um, small short-term goals things that you can accomplish um, help build confidence that you can set a goal it's it's a it's a with nutrition clients and we do this all the time we set simple goals we set short goals so that we can get a win under the belt and so that we can help reclaim that negativity that weighs on us when we get burdened by too big of a goal.
0: I would say the vast majority of of coaching people in general is highlighting the positives and pulling the positive out of what the client perceives as negative. And gosh, I, I can't remember. I've had so many countless conversations with so many different people and they're frustrated or upset or not feeling like they're not making progress and, my job is to, well, let's, let's find the positives, uh, the wins. And I'm always trying to bring it back to the wins because there are wins there. You know, the, the, the tendency is just to gloss over the wins and, and focus on the negatives. And I have this conversation with, with everybody in my life is, um, well, let's look at the positives. Let's look at, uh, you know, all these different areas that you have made progress in and, maybe we're not where we want to be in this particular area but look how much how far you've come in this area in this area in this area in this area and if you look back a year from now would you be happy with all those things and and inevitably they'd say yes of course well, well then let's be happy with those and say yes it is working but maybe we need to course correct in, in, in this one area and we can make progress in there so huge part of coaching somebody well is being able to highlight the positives and pull those out of the uh the negativity that that the the client brings.
1: Um I think that having uh developing deep friendships with people allows you to correct our distorted view of other people's lives. And so what I what I'd say is if we don't if we don't have deep friendships, if we don't if we aren't developing deep friendships with people um, we're not in relationships where they can share the struggles that they have. When you're not ever sharing struggles with other people and and uh, and talking about that, what we only see is Instagram and what people tell us when we pass them in the store. Oh, things are great. Yeah, kids are doing good. We you know we made this team, whatever. Um, and so I think one of the reasons for our negativity is that we are also seeing a distorted amount of positivity around other people and so this is another one I, and this is one that's not necessarily like oh while you're listening to this episode you can change this but you know grab coffee with somebody you know think about that person that you trust and um have a honest and deep conversation share share something with them uh and and be willing to be the one who who opens up with somebody because what that can develop is um is people feeling confident to, um, to share with you. And that allows you both to be like, you know what? I'm not alone. Um, I'm seeing all these positive things and it seems like everybody's life is great except for mine. I'm thinking about the negative of me and only seeing the positive of others. And so when we can correct that distorted view of other people, then all of a sudden we realize, you know what? I have seen it. This has been good for me. Like this is a part of everybody's life. And so, um, for me, if we can correct that distorted view of other people's success, uh, you see in PR in the gym and you don't see all the other things. It's like, Oh man, I haven't made progress or, Oh, I wish I could be that person. But oftentimes we don't see the, the reality. I have people.
0: two thoughts on stuff. You just, you were speaking on number one. Um, I, uh, I had a very great conversation with somebody yesterday and it was very, we talked about some real stuff and, um, we each shared, you know, a couple of vulnerability and areas, um, we were having and, um, with our, you know, basically, you know, in, in regards to our marriage and it was a, such a great conversation. And, um, we, we both, you know, had, had some really good things to say and supported each other. And, um, I followed back up with him later that night and he was like, man, it just, I didn't realize what I was missing in, in having these real conversations with people. And, um, I, I went through so much of my life and just trying to hold everything in and never having a real conversation with people, never having a real relationship with, with people. Was all of my friendships were surface level. I was shared to show, scared to show people the real me. And through a bunch of guys that I've met through Coyote, I've, I've been able to develop those deep relationships and have real conversations and really talk about real stuff. And, and it's allowed me to realize that I'm not alone. And there's a lot of other people who struggle with the same things with as me. And it's allowed me to talk about stuff and get it out there. And gosh, you just feel lighter when you have those types of conversations. So that kind of stuff is so, so important. And it's something that I realize when I start spiraling, um, which I can, um, I need to talk about it and put it out there. And my wife is a great outlet for me with that and then there's also some guys that I have some great conversations with, um, and just talk about what's going on in life and they can, you know, they can pull the positive out of the negative too. So that's the first thought I had. Second is when, you know, with social media, I remember when, uh, when I was still competing and so Instagram was just starting to get big. And back then, like if you had 30,000 followers, you were like a really big deal. Like 30,000 followers, there's a lot of followers on Instagram. This was probably 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago, nine years ago. And I remember I was competing, and I uh, would go to, like, some, some training camps and see some, like, big-time CrossFit athletes who had a lot of followers. And, you know, I'd only seen them on social media, and so I thought, gosh, this person's got it all together. They're pr all the time. They got all the sponsorship. They got all the followers, blah, blah, blah. They're really killing it. And then I started spitting time with them, and they were so, so negative, complaining about everything. And it was, like, lots of them. Complain about everything. Everything was, you know, always this is going on, that's going on. And I'm like, well, yeah. What, what about this post that you made yesterday? Like, you were talking about how great everything's are, and but they're saying in in reality they're uh, anxious about everything, so nervous about my training's going terrible. Um, you know, this is going wrong, that's going wrong. It was complain, complain, complain. And I was like, gosh, when you really get to know these people, that yeah. it's the complete opposite of of what they're putting out there and that's always stuck with me when you see it enough times you realize like all this stuff that people are putting out there on social media is not true and if you fall into that trap and 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 think that they have something that I don't you're wrong and that's just the power of getting to see other people's stories I love to read biographies I'm literally reading a biography right now of a guy who was had super successful businessman that like the the subtitle of the book is like the most most successful capitalist uh in history uh in american history like huge businessman got into las vegas all this type of stuff made made millions and millions and millions of dollars and they were talking about when he was having the grand opening at his uh one of his hotels in las vegas a reporter was talking to him and asked him about it and he was like I hate this, I don't even know why I do this, I can't stand, like, I'm, I am I hate talking to banks, trying to get money, I hate being around all these people, I just wanna be at home uh, by myself and people leave me alone. And <laughs> I was just like, to everybody else is like, this guy is super successful and he is literally saying, I don't like this, I don't enjoy it. And so we put all these people on the pedestal and think, gosh, if I just had what they had, I would be happy. But they're all, they all have the same issues As as everybody else, they're not any different than us. And so all that circles back to if you have real conversations with people, you realize like everybody has their own stuff that's going on and nobody is immune to it, no matter how successful they may appear or how many followers they have on social media or whatever.
1: Uh, let's take this from, let's bring it back to the surface, like super surface level. I can't tell you how many times I hear, you may have said it, you may hear it all the time, but you hear people who are struggling with their diet and they're like, yeah, but this person, like they can eat whatever they want. And I hear people say that all the time. It's someone else can eat whatever they want and not have the same thing that have the side effects that I'm struggling with. And that's, it's just not true. It's not true, and so it's the same with people that are always putting these positive things, and life is always perfect. It's just not true, and so for, for me, like bringing that back to like something really practical is uh, no one can just eat whatever they want, no matter how many desserts they post, no matter what they post on social media. I remember someone getting called out for seeing um, these game, CrossFit Games athletes posting pictures of food and then not eating it. You know, posting pictures like they're eating all these desserts and sweets and then literally just like putting it down and going past it and not eating it. And it's like, you know, sometimes we just we're, we're surrounded by people who want to give the impression that they're eating. They're doing all these things. But at the end of the day, um, those things that just doesn't work. And and
0: nobody's life is perfect. I literally was at an athlete camp and there was a company that made donuts that made all these really cool donuts for all the athletes. And the athletes were literally posting pictures of them. And saying, oh, these donuts are so great. Best ever. And then they would take one bite and then throw it away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah, They're like, oh, I can't eat that. That's not going to fit in my macros. And so to the outside world, they're like, oh, look at them. They're eating all these donuts. And they literally took one bite of one of them and threw the rest out. They just did post the picture on Instagram.
1: Um the other
0: thing about the social media
1: I'll say that made me think about it is just like straight up unfollow people like if you're trying to be more positive there's there's nothing that there's no content that anyone could ever give that's negative they could be sharing bible verses with you but if they're doing it and it's bringing a sense of negativity around the way they're presenting it or they're presenting stuff it doesn't matter it's negative and so it's just it's eliminate people that trigger negative or people that try to get a rise out of you that try to get, um, they try to get their point across, but do it in a negative way. And, um, and you'll find that you will not naturally go to those thoughts, but we, social media is something we see very frequently throughout the day. And so we just, we just don't realize how much we're getting bombarded with, with that negativity. Um, one of the things, the last thing too for me is like when we talked about sharing, is just making sure the sharing is not gossip, but it's done in a way where people have the freedom to help you acknowledge that I'm trying to get rid of this. It's not find that person where you can share all the negative crap and you guys just get together and just, you know, bash everybody together, or talk about the negative. Oh, I got that off my chest. It's what you're talking about in that, that conversation you had with someone is, Hey, this is what I'm struggling with. This is what I need help with. And so, you know, whether it's a deep conversation or something that you're really sharing that's intimate or something that's very surface, give people permission to nitpick you and to see when you're negative because we don't hear ourselves. You know, I, they're the most negative people that I see um, have no idea at the end of the day that they're being negative. And so um, be willing to ask somebody to call you out if you say something that's negative or because they don't realize that they're giving out this this negative energy to every person they encounter.
0: I'll tell you just, we'll wrap this up and uh, I'll just say what I have done for myself personally. um, Number one, I try to preserve my own headspace as best I can. Um, And I'm very, very particular about the inputs that I have. And I've had to learn this over many, many years. But um, some practical things that I did, number one was I probably unfollowed half the people on Instagram that I was following anybody if I saw a post and it just made me feel a little negative in any way there I mean there's lots of different ways that it could be maybe they were just a negative post or uh, or maybe I just it I felt a certain way because I was frustrated or whatever I just uh, unfollowed them on Instagram and when I realized that Instagram was for me and it was not for other people then I realized like I just needed to cultivate something that supported me in my goals I deleted Twitter. Um, Twitter is about as negative as it gets. And I just got tired of reading the negativity. And I just is like, every day, it was always something negative. So I deleted that. And um, on Facebook, I deleted Facebook for a long time uh, back in 2020. And I, I am back on it. But I don't spend a ton of time on Facebook either, um, just because it can, it can tend negative as well. And then I really try to limit, you know, myself, my, my you know, the, the people I spend time with the I want. I really started thinking about who do I spend the most time with? And I want it to be people that are positive and life breaking to me and really try to, ne- uh, limit the time I spend around negativity. And, uh, also, you know, when it does come up in day to day, I really try to steer the, the conversation positive. Um, maybe it's a comment in the gym about a workout and I immediately try to come back with something positive about it. Um, Or, you know, just in any in in any instance I I try to uh limit the the negativity and and spend more time positive in it. It can sound, you know, like I said like I said earlier, some people can roll their eyes at this, but it is proven fact that you will get have more success, achieve more results with a positive attitude than you will with a negative. So if you really want to achieve the things that you say you want to achieve, then you will take this serious and those are just some steps that you can uh, implement to uh into your life. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap it up? That's all I have. That's good. Really good discussion. Uh, you know, we went a lot of different directions with that, but that's that's a good thing. So uh, let's move on to the next segment. Outside the box. So uh, Caleb, you got. You're in the uh, the countdown. You're yeah, the we're un- in
1: the countdown. We're getting close. I just got a text. Uh, we're not. Di- oh, we're not. Uh, we're not dilated yet. So we got all right. a couple weeks. So, all right. Good deal. Uh, share that with everybody. Um. No, we're just we're just uh. Couple weeks out, so we're trying to. I'm actually thinking about there's, um. There's more things to do than I thought to get ready, and uh, I don't think it's possible to do everything. So we're kind of in that place where it's like, wait a minute, definitely not. There's no way to get it all done because yeah. you don't know what you need to do. So just like relax and chill, um, and you know, make sure that Sarah's comfortable and that she feels confident, and that's most important. So uh, taking care of her is focus. And honestly, like the baby doesn't need that much, you know, he needs her and everything else. We'll figure it out
0: when we need it and we'll figure it You're out. You're going to be out. on the side. I don't know what to do with my hands. Yeah, I feel the same way. So we're, we're, uh, we're probably going to be not far behind you. And so we're getting excited about that. And, um, you know, just going to take it day by day and just get prepared for, uh, for some sleepless nights, but really excited about that. So, uh, we got football starting uh, this weekend, NFL starting next week. Really looking forward to, uh, to watching some football. Really, really looking forward to that. It's uh, it's the most wonderful time of year. Um, you got anything to recommend before we wrap it up?
1: Um, I'll, I'll
0: go. Let's, let's, let's have you share. TV show. Only murders in the building. Okay. So this is on Hulu, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and uh, Selena Gomez in it. It is hilarious, laugh out loud, funny. I have thoroughly enjoyed it. Basically, the premise of the show is uh, these people live in this apartment, uh, which is actually based on a real apartment in uh, in New York City, in Manhattan. Uh, but they, uh, they're obsessed with uh, murder podcasts, and they meet and talk of murder podcasts. And then there's actually a murder in the building, so they decide to do a podcast on it, and then they decide that they're only going to do podcast on murders in the building that's why it's called that way and it's just so funny and clever and it's really smart and uh martin short is absolutely hilarious like i have laughed out loud at probably 50 different things he has said but uh it just started season three on hulu and uh it's been one of my uh my favorite shows i've seen in a long time i really really enjoy it and um i you know i think you should uh check it out because i think just about anybody would uh would enjoy only murders in the building on hulu
1: uh, we've seen it. Uh, I don't think that the humor. I don't think that Sarah got the humor as much. Uh, and but I loved it, and I bailed on it, and I'm just mm. gonna stand up for myself. Mm. And and we're just gonna do the whole it. thing. We're just gonna watch the whole thing. Um, have we? Have we done? You saw Oppenheimer? Yeah. Um, I don't know if we've recommended that.
0: Oppenheimer is great. Uh, I saw. I saw Logan. Paul said. I, Oppenheimer sucked. I walked out. All they, all they were doing was talking and they said, TikTok brain. <laughs> it is TikTok brain. That's exactly what it is. Oppenheimer was awesome. It's like, we actually saw it in, uh, in, in the, uh, what is it called? The, uh, IMAX. IMAX yeah. yeah. And, uh, I didn't realize I'd never seen a movie in IMAX and I was like, Oh, we're like third or four row back from the aisle. We'll be, we'll be plenty far back. That's still really close. It's to the screen. close to the screen. If you go to IMAX, you got to get far back. But man, when the when the bomb went off, that was some kind of loud.
1: It was it was the most anticipation. Like it was the most enjoyment out of silence and just waiting for it. I think they said it was a uh, sixty seconds or longer um, that you're waiting for it, and that anticipation was nuts. It was unlike anything I've really experienced in a movie. Um, and so anyway, that was a, that was like a really cool, just a whole, the whole experience was, was fun. And it's been a long time since I've looked forward to going to a movie and, uh, and it comes through. So, uh, I'm going to anti-recommend Barbie, which ha. is just killing me setting every record. Did you watch it? No, I hadn't watched it. Either. No setting every record. I saw it past Harry Potter is, uh, Warner brothers highest grossing film ever. And it's just sad. Wow. Uh, but no, no accounting for taste uh, Oppenheimer I would recommend that if, if
0: anybody hasn't uh, already done it catch it before it leaves theaters that's all, all right. I got man there you go alright well that's it for this week hope you guys enjoyed it and we will catch you next time